Hello there. Welcome to Sister Sister on City TV and City FM. My name is Jessica. Thanks for joining us on your favorite station. At least one more time is totally appreciated. The show's brought to you by Vodafone. It's also brought to you by Good Day Energy Drink. And uh, on the show today, as usual, we're going to go through some of your relationship um, questions. And they come in in the hundreds. It looks like everybody's having challenges these days, but hopefully the show can offer you some kind of, I don't know, relief for want of a better word. We'll go for a quick break. When we come back, I tell you how you can be part of this show. Plus we get to say hello to sisters. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. All right. So, um, yes, if you want to interact on the show, if you want to send us messages, if you have questions for the sisters, for the panel, you know, just um, send a WhatsApp to 054-998-6996. Alternatively, you can also send an email to jessica at cityfmonline.com. Usually you want to send emails ahead of time. You know, that way we have ample time to go through them. Um, plus, you can also search for us on Facebook. Yes. Sister, sister, L-I-V-E, live, I mean, sister, sister, live, like our page and join in the really interesting conversations that happen on our wall. Charlie, sometimes I go through the messages, I'm like, whoa, what's happening here? But yeah, sometimes the stories that do not even make it to the show make it on our wall and, um, you know, people offer some pretty decent advice. So go on there, join the family, send us DMs if you feel like it and uh, get your voice heard as well. Let's say hello to my sisters on the show today. In studio with me, I have Ceci. Good to see you, Ceci. What's going on? It's good to see you too. You're looking nice. It's been too long. Yeah, Thank yeah it's you. been a while. Where have you been hiding? Home. <laughs> yeah. And work. And work. And babies. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's a good thing, right? Real good. Mm -hmm. Real good. Opportunity to spend time with the family. Mm. Spend some quality time. Very with important. The family. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Good to see you. Look, you look really nice. Thank you. Yes, I also have my <laughs> sister joining me via Zoom. Olivia, are you there? Can you hear me? Mm. Yes, she can. Yes, can. Looky, looky, you. You're looking nice. What, what have you done to your hair? <laughs> I decided to go crazy. I had a wash day and I didn't know what else to do with it. it. So I'm like, okay, stand in the mirror two minutes, Love put it. it here, do like, pop, 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 and then we're good to go. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you. <laughs> you look radiant. How's the uh, family? Well, thank you. Everybody's good. Just feeling a bit drained. I don't know. I don't know whether it's this time of the year, but, or oh, it's work and, I don't know, COVID and everything. Feeling a bit drained, but, you know, I just can't wait for COVID to pass, but, yeah. yeah. Grateful for God, for life, and for you, and for everyone. There you go. At least the, the va vaccines are in town, so hopefully... Some of us get it soon. Chale. Chale. <laughs> yeah, good to see you, though. <laughs> Rosina is also in the house tonight. What's going on, Rosie? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Always good to be on Sister Sister, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. But I'm also drained. I'm also feeling very tired. Aye. I'm feeling very... <laughs> but all it takes is to hear the sick tune, and I'm all excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. And you look great. I, I hate the fact that you're losing weight. It's beating me. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. But the way, the way I've been eating over the past few days, saying, hey, <laughs> you're probably hmm. gonna gain it back. <laughs> Let's take that up. Hey. <laughs> we'll talk about that <laughs> later. <laughs> Chale, the struggles, uh, the struggles yeah. are real. Anyway, we'll go, we'll go right in, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us again, and um, of course to you for listening and watching us every single week. Totally appreciate the audience. You know, without you, like this show is dead, right? So yeah. You rock. Let's go right into our first message for today, and it's coming in from Yvonne. Yvonne is 31 years old. Now, she says, my husband and I have been married for just two years, and I'm already going through a lot. I really trusted my husband and had high regard for him until I caught him cheating. It was a really bitter experience for me. It really got to me, but he apologized, and with time, I forgave him. But since then, I can't seem to trust him anymore. My instincts tell me to take his phone, and any time I do so, oh my God. There are always flirty messages with ladies, and trust me, I never saw these red flags during our courtship days. He works at the bank. 
He treats his colleagues as his family, i.e. he's very close to them. I recently realized that before he takes his bath in the morning, he chats with someone and then he deletes the chats. He then turns off his data. I observed this for like a week. Now one day as he was taking his bath, I turned on his data and lo and behold, he was chatting with this new female employee who had just joined the branch. Apparently, the lady stays around, so he had alerted her to get ready because he's also preparing so that he picks her up at the junction. I left the chat open so he knows that I'm aware of what's going on. When he came back and noticed what had gone down, he swore to me that there was nothing going on and he deletes his chat because he doesn't know how, how I will interpret it. Jess, I know him and how he's so easygoing when it comes to other female colleagues whose chats he doesn't delete. So my question is, why is he deleting the chats with this specific lady? The lady chats with him even in the evening to ask him how to ask him work related questions and he still deletes it, but he doesn't know that I've seen them already. I don't know why he's taken up the responsibility of taking her to work and bringing her home every day just because they stay or she stays close by. Yesterday, he made some rounds after work, so he wasn't able to drop her at home. When he got home, he asked her whether she was home, after which she told him to inform her anytime he has rounds to do after work. I know this will end in them dating, even though she knows he's married. Hmm. This is their permanent branch. And how long will this be going on since we're not leaving this vicinity soon? I'm really uncomfortable, but I don't know how to handle this. Please help. Alrighty. You're in the studio with me. And I usually throw it to those in the studio with me first. So, Ceci, <laughs> let's hear you. I mean, this, is, this, this happens a lot. Oh, yeah. Regularly in relationships. It does. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Um... Two years into marriage, chances are that he started cheating way before they got married. Because two years is pretty fresh. So for him to, it's, it's, it's highly unlikely that it started after marriage. I'm sure there were traits that she didn't want to acknowledge whilst they were dating. For picking her up and dropping her off, I think it's something that is normal with colleagues that stay in the same vicinity, especially with those who don't have cars. Okay, so I, I live in an area where I have a male colleague who, well, and in real life, I, I have a colleague like that. <laughs> he used to be with us, and, and um, I move from my place, I pick him up. Mostly, he offers to drive, so, <laughs> okay, so yeah, drive I, yeah, drive the car. And my husband knew him. I introduced him to my husband, so my husband knew him. So, uh, well, there was nothing suspicious. Of course, and I wasn't never doing had anything. Issues. No, okay. not at all. Maybe it's not because of all. how you approached it. Yes, mm. yes. So, um, marriage, there's a different ballgame. It's not like you are dating that you say, okay, you are going. Mm. It's more complicated because now there's family involved. You see, sometimes the mistakes that we make is that you see these things and you think that marriage is some sort of corrective measure that will make the person change. But no, it, it would only accentuate because once you are married, he knows that, okay, now he has you. So he can do whatever the flamingo he wants to do. <laughs> okay. So, well, you have evidence that... Something is going on. Changing branches, changing where you're staying, it won't change anything. If something, if they want something to happen between them, it will happen. So forget the girl and concentrate on your husband. Because the girl doesn't owe you any sort of loyalty. It's your husband that has pledged to be faithful to you. So tackle it from that end. You talked to counselors before you got married. You have your parents. So whoever it is that you feel comfortable talking to, you can talk to this person. If you haven't talked to him enough, have a conversation with him. I don't, I, I, I don't, um, I didn't see that she had 
confronted him in any way i don't know well, she I left the chat open for him to know yeah. okay and for some people if you don't mention it they also pretend that they don't know anything about it they mm. also play dumb, dumb. Mm -hmm. so you would have to take the bull by the horns and have that conversation with him right yes i won't say that it is not what it seems it is exactly what it seems so have that conversation with him and then trash it out ask all the questions you want to ask get all the answers you want to get if it doesn't work, then maybe you can escalate it mm -hmm. to whoever it is that he respects. Because two years is too young. Mm. Uh, two, two years of marriage is too young for something like this to start happening. So, okay. yeah. All right, let me, let me bring in Olivia. I mean, does this necessarily mean that he's cheating, per se? You know, maybe he's just trying to be a good neighbor, a good colleague. Mm. Dropping off messages. this lady, you know? What do you think? Yes. <laughs> Can you hear me, Olivia? Sorry, Jessica, I didn't hear what you were asking. Your line was a bit faint. Ah, right. So I was saying that could it really be that he's cheating or maybe he's just being a good colleague, trying to help a fellow colleague out by giving this woman a ride, you know, home and stuff like that? Yes, yes and no. To be honest, there's some men who are just ladies' men. And some men just get excited about being there for other women and being important in other women's lives and uh, unfortunately for this guy he's got a he's got a broken record he's got a past um, he married this woman it's been two years and already there's evidence of him cheating so I mean I, I mean I beg to differ because he's got cheating like tendencies and he's exhibiting it clear and openly without any remorse because for someone who has cheated on his wife he should have the presence of mind just i was a wolf you see what i mean to to appreciate that i've done this to somebody who loves me and the person is hurt so what am i going to do as a man or as as a man who is promised to devote my time my life my attention to this other person to make sure that she will feel comfortable and to assure her that she can trust me so it makes me wonder what kind of conversation they had after the, his wife caught him. You see, you can have a conversation like, okay, look, this is your phone. I can see you've cheated on me. And you can nag about it and then you can go like, okay, sorry. And that's where it ends. It's been swept under the carpet, but the nitty gritties or the details of the entire case has not been ironed out and spoken about. So everybody seems to be on their high horse. We claim to have forgiven each other. Life seems to be moving on, but no. Rather, things are deteriorating by the second. So I feel like um, the girl doesn't want to come across. Sweetheart, you don't want to come across as though you're a nagging wife, you're tailing your husband. But, I mean, the guy is giving you a million and one reasons to doubt him. So... Two things, moving on, like I always say, I hate divorce, it's been two years, right? If you think that you don't love him anymore, okay, and you think that uh, the more you snoop around, finding information on his phone is going to make you mental, and really, these situations make a lot of women go mental, okay, because it affects them psychologically, emotionally, because you are well-vested, your heart and soul and everything is well-vested in the marriage in which you are in. And if your other party or your partner doesn't see it like that, it makes it a bit difficult. So if you feel like your heart can't take it anymore, I'm sorry, you may have to leave because it's been two years. I don't like divorce. So this is two things. Either you leave because you know what, sweetheart, there's going to come a point in time whereby you're actually going to have a child in this marriage. And once you have a child in the marriage, right, you have two, three children, the girls no longer well depending on um the individual the girls no longer stand your belly starts sagging you lose a lot of self-confidence it takes a while for you to, to 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 get back you know you need to work out and even that's when you're working out you still have a bit of insecurities but you put it at the back of your mind and decide that you want to be positive so Charlie, that's a, a different kettle coming up in in the future so two things is either you divorce him if you think you can't take it anymore or you work at it. And when I say work at it, I mean that you actually talk about the situation. I'm not saying nabo. 
I'm saying it's talk things through. And the fact that you brought it on this show means that you don't want people to be hearing about your matters. So you like a varied opinions. So either you take some time out, take him out, okay? Away from an environment that comes across as, oh, you know, you're nagging and all of that. Take him out, sit him down. Have that one serious conversation with him and tell him, ask him what he wants from you. Let him know how you feel. Let him know that you've seen these text messages. You have been silent about it because you don't want to raise third world war. Okay, let him know that this is how it makes you feel. And you don't like what's happening because you expect the girl that he's dropping and picking up to appreciate that you guys are married. And him entertaining other text messages, flirtatious text messages, all of that makes you uncomfortable. And you don't like it. The fact that you've cheated, he's cheated on him and you, right? And you forgiving him shows that you love him and you want him to know that your every day is an opportunity to forgive, but you also don't want him to take you for granted. And you have to be point blank. You have to be plain. You have to be assertive and you have to hit the nail right on the head. And then you ask him, how would he feel if he did, you did that to him? And I also think that rather than focus too much on your husband and what he's doing, right? Focus on yourself. Do things that are not constantly centered around your husband um, engage in something that will distract you don't go picking up his phone if you know that it will upset your heart this is if you want to work on the relationship and know that it will take every single day it will take time okay but then you'll actually get there it, it's not going to be easy so it's either you go the easy way which is the divorce or you go the hard way, be persistent, focus on making the marriage exciting, interesting, do other things that will distract you away. Like the more you spend more time on yourself or something that you love or a business, something that will get you engaged, you'll realize that, hey, he's not the center of attraction. Whatever he does is not your business, you know, and there's more to life besides him. And then with that, you can start, you know, I'm not saying it's easy. I, and I know it's not. But this is if you want it to work. And give it time and it will help. Okay. Mm. And find people that you can actually, no, I don't know. Find a way to let out the steam. You could write, you could do something. But uh, take it one day at a time. That's what I think. All right. Take it one day at a time. Um, Rosina, talk to me. I hope, I hope you are discussing just one topic. <laughs> There's a lot. We need a lot of time for this, eh? <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> So to start with, what I'll say is that, you see, um, relationships are not like marriage or marriage is very different from relationships. So when it comes to relationships, there are a few who have the thoughts that you need to shop around a little bit, uh, probably, you know, you know, like dates, people, and then you eventually decide on who you want to settle with. And then people say that, okay, men would not go the long haul with somebody that they are not actually in love with or they don't want to have a life with. So for somebody to actually go the length of marrying you, let's assume that he loves you to a certain extent. And trust me, there are a lot of men who can hide this side from them because you see, whilst you are dating, most likely you're not living together. So your contact hours are minimum. And when you see him being nice to people, you know, he's a very nice person, he's respectful, his colleagues love him. He's able to joke around and he relates to them. When I'm around crowd, the way he deals with them and deals with me is so nice. Those things are actually very lovely until you get into that box with him and you have a ring on your finger. You've signed a certificate of bondage for life with him. And then all these things that you actually admired now become red flags. So sometimes, yes, it's only two years into the marriage, but trust me, there are several times where you don't even see the red flags. Now, when a man marries a woman, what happens is that no matter how much the woman was feeling about the man, as soon as the man goes through the process of the marriage to let everybody know that oh, you are the person I choose to live my life with, it's like your commitments, your love, your devotion, everything kind of like doubles. Because then the man has shown good faith with you to declare his intentions properly, not just with you, with your family, the whole world, if you're Christian, with God. So you realize that once you didn't have any red flags that you could actually identify, you trust him. And maybe you trust him as somebody who is very trustworthy. You talk about anything and everything and all of that. 
But you see, a woman's instincts can never be underestimated. So in a marriage, somebody who's never checked on phones, who is not the snoopy kind when you were um, dating, when you were dating, we're not rushing to pick his phones and do all of that. And then you start realizing certain patterns. And the sad part is that, you see, these men, eh, I don't know what it is, but when they're exhibiting those patterns, it's almost as if they, they think nobody's seen. Yeah, they think they are being so smart. But you see, we women, we are so assertive and we are, we, we are able to identify some of these things from a distance. So it's not as very little, little things. You know, maybe this guy used to leave his phone every other person and this phone has to be under his pillow when he's sleeping. Why? <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, between certain times, certain times, phone is on silent. Why? Because he doesn't want to afford a call coming through, a bill coming through when I'm not awake, just in case, you know. And you're probably not even thinking about that. But once you start realizing certain behavior patterns, and most of the time, these behavior patterns are very, very subtle, extremely subtle. But what happens is that because you know the person, you know the patterns of the person, and we women, we pay attention to little, little things. So you pay attention to small, small, small things like, ah, but why is this thing happening? Then all of a sudden, your instincts are also kicking. So I'm yet to find a woman, or not I'm yet. I mean, out of like 10 women who would go and pick a phone and decide to look for something, none of them will find it. <laughs> because before that woman, who is not a regular snoop, will go into your phone, they would have had a lot of, you know, instances. Now, after you have checked, and my take is, look, me, I'll not leave a man because of cheating. You understand? It depends on how you do it. That's my personal opinion. Now, after you have found out, my take is that that man is not the only man to have cheated on his wife. Or And cheating, by the way, I'm not talking about physical cheating like sex. Sometimes it's even emotional. Sometimes it's just that connection, that link that has taken away from you. Because, you see, if he spends the whole time talking to the other lady, spending time with the other lady, telling the other lady his work, you know, agenda, his future plans and everything, what does he do with you? What, what, what are you left to do? Clean the house, cook, mop, wash his clothes, and then okay, finally okay. sort him out in bed. Is that it? Mm. Hello? No, go ahead. We can hear you. Okay. Uh -huh. So, so is, that, is, that all is, like, like, is, is that all there is to it? No. So you realize that after some time, they're also cheating on you. Now, the question is that after you find out, like Olivia said, the reaction is very important. Is he apologetic about the cheating? Is he sorry about the cheating? How does he communicate his um, sorry or anything to you? Is he accepting of it? Is he not accepting of it? Whatever it is. Now, and one thing uh, men seem to think is that once they apologize, they think that, oh, once you've apologized, you have to forget and really forgive and then move on. But they don't know that beyond an apology, you need to act like you are sorry. You need to take steps to show, not to act, to show that you are truly sorry. So for instance, if you've done, if you've messed up with this girl and the man rightfully apologized because of the kind of messages the woman saw, if I were you, I'll find ways and means of not engaging this lady again, especially to a certain level. Keep your engagements minimal to the office. Office work, when you come to the house, it's time to spend with your wife. And you should just let it be. That way the wife will not be convinced that, oh, you've taken the necessary steps to sort of, you know, address the issue. But you see, the thing about deleting messages, like the lady said, if the messages were not deleted, you will not probably think anything much of it. He would explain himself, oh, I'm sorry if you are hurt, and probably limit his messages to like office, and probably just sending the pick up and the drop off. He can still continue. Pick up, pick up, drop off, but at least the messages, the nee. But the moment you delete messages between you and somebody, every time, then it means that it's possible that there could be some content that you know could upset the wife. And that's why you are deleting it. And that's, that's, that gives you cause for worry. Now, my take is that, look, it's not like the man doesn't love you. The man may love you still and probably want to. I mean, he'll probably die if you leave him. But he feels he's giving you the best gift of marriage. And because he feels he's giving you the gift of marriage, he probably knows the kind of person you are and knows that you wouldn't want to throw it all away in two years because you have a reputation to maintain. So you probably wouldn't want to throw away a marriage just in two years because, yeah, you saw some text messages and you're not comfortable and everything. So 
they play with your emotions. So sometimes if you're not careful, they could even turn it around to not make you look like, so you, why did you? And you know, funny enough, let me tell you something. When you catch them, they, they are apologetical. But after they go and communicate with the woman, they will come back and be aggressive. Because a woman has given them loopholes that you can exploit to so not be aggressive. That's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. So me, my take is that, look, um, it is a painful situation to be in. Very, very painful situation to be in because it takes a lot of, um, you need to put yourself together in order to look together. Now you ask, what should you do? Is it a reason for you to leave your marriage? I'll say no, not yet. This is probably the first incident. It's the first hurdle for you to cross. There are many more hurdles. And marriage, like I keep saying, that is serious business. It's not always rosy. It's not always what you expect it to be. It's not even always what the two of you agreed it will be. Sometimes things change. But sometimes you need to work on the marriage. If you work and all else fails, then when you leave, at least you are comforted in knowing that they say, I left because I tried. I couldn't do anything about it. Number two. When you leave a marriage physically without emotionally leaving, you realize that you, 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 you even make a bigger fool of yourself because you rush, hey, you're cheating on me, you're cheating on me, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, but you're gone and you're calling him. So, how did you do this to me? Why did you do this to me? Da, 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 da. Okay, you come over, let's talk about it. Then you shall you now as an ex wife. Then you become a, you, you, you become a political side chick. So, even if you have to leave, you have to make sure that you have emotionally left because you, before you physically leave. So that when you leave, you don't find yourself looking back. Mm. But the thing is that, you see, sometimes they forget who you are. So you need to remind them or remind yourself who you are. It's not even about them. Remind yourself who you are. Sometimes there are things you used to do, you know, because you get married, you sort of settle in it. And then if you're not careful, you start treating the man like he's your everything because you are married and you think that you are trying to be a dutiful wife but i think that as time goes on learn to be yourself by yourself you know learn to be happy by yourself learn to do stuff by yourself like you said if you have to write write you can go up and for the things you want to write and you know do all of these things and sometimes men when they feel they are losing a grip of something they truly love they would make that you turn and it is at that point that you finally tell them exactly what you are thinking. Hmm. It's not an easy road to it's not an easy road to tread. It's very, very difficult. Sometimes you 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 forget the game plan, you get angry, you see all sorts of things, you hurt, you cry, you go back to why me, why me, why me? But at the end of the day, it's just a matter of reminding yourself who you are. You see, you need to even before you leave, you need to convince yourself that you can survive without him. Right. You can live without him. I'm not talking about financially or physically. I'm talking about emotionally. That attachment that women feel as soon as they get married. You need to be sure that even in the marriage, you have checked out. Right. So if you have checked out in the marriage, oh, that one, when the day comes, you pick your back. Charlie, I'll be the same. Bye. We gone. Yeah. I mean, talk to you later. So that's what I'll tell you. That lady, um, because it's just two years and it's the first incident, um, I would say that for me, I wouldn't leave. Okay. That's me, my personal opinion. Okay. Um, it's not easy, but work on it. Work on it. And working on it is by working. man who loves you and who loves you truly. Once you engage him, you do what is right. But right. once he's trying to play around you, trying to play around your emotions, Charlie, all I'll say is that work on yourself. And then as time goes on, you'll be attractive again. And you'll have your moment when the time comes. That's all. No, you talk everything. We'll go for a quick commercial break. When we come back, I'll read a couple of your messages, um, you know, that have to do with this particular um, story. And then we continue. Of course, it's Sister Sister on City TV and 97.3 City FM, brought to you by Vodafone and Good Day Energy Drink. We'll be right back. back sister sister on city tv and city fm we'll go straight to your comments and Dorcas says when they start talking about colleague colleague hmm there's fire on the mountain 
Akosia says, leave your partner's phones alone. Respect privacy. Alomo says, stop going through your husband's phone and everything will be fine. Lizzie says, dear, please pray about it. There's nothing too hard for God. Even if they are dating, they'll quit, okay? Oh, that sounds so defeatist. Anyway, Abigail says, sorry, dear, you can't do anything about it. The responsibility lies on your husband to know how to interact with other ladies in a manner that won't affect your mental and emotional health. Advice to you is to talk less, feel less. Things will fall into place. Idrisa says, mind your business, my dear sister. You're simply looking for trouble for yourself, la. You're simply looking for faults in him, and that may destabilize your marriage. Ama says, my dear, learn to mind your business, even though he's your husband. You've been married, or you being married doesn't permit you to go through his phone. Just perform your duty as a wife like you always do, and let God be your friend, since he alone can solve problems when dealing with marriage. And take heart, I will remember you in prayers. <laughs> Buko says, the way men get away with nonsense is so disgusting. It's funny that the woman is even being blamed for the situation. So she just had to watch her husband being a funny person. Why delete messages? Whitewashing is whitewashing. It's his privacy. What nonsense is that? So you strip naked for your husband and wife, but phone dear, she can't go through it. If this is what marriage is, then being alone is the best option. Pray to God. Pray to God. For what? Someone knows he's doing nonsense. Ah, you say pray to God. Marriage has become a joke because of lack of accountability. Address the issue with your husband and tell him you're not happy about it. If he doesn't respect it, take it to the elders or the counselors. And uh, yeah, that's Muko pretty much summarizes what I think. But anyway, we will move on to our next um, message coming to the show tonight. Now from Cape Coast is the one messaging us. Now she says... Hello, Jess. I am in my early 20s and I dated a guy for five years. He is in his late 30s. Now, I was a virgin before I met him and had a feeling he was the one to break it. So I allowed him to. He always acts as if we are married and as, if, and as such, I have to give him sex anytime he asks for it. He always prefers it unprotected as well. Anytime I get pregnant, he asks me to abort it because he's unemployed. He also says his family will be disappointed in him since he hasn't married me yet. And also that my family will deal with him if they find out. Even though I know he really loves me, I'm losing interest in the relationship and I feel hurt that at his age, he can't man up and allow me to have a child. I'm sick and tired already. Please help me out because I'm going crazy. And this is a message from Na in Cape Coast. Olivia this is for you yes i want to hear your thoughts oh my goodness my goodness what do you mean what do you mean by he can't man up to um to be a father the guy can't even man up to spend i don't know three cds or even ten cds on a condom and he's <laughs> having sex with you hello <laughs> you think he can take care of a baby no Sweetheart, listen, my, my dear, honey, honey baby, you know what? This is not the kind of relationship you should be in. Um, I always say that sometimes love is very overrated. You see, huh? Sex doesn't guarantee anything. Sex is not love. Hmm? The fact that he's having sex with you and he doesn't even have the decency to use protection and he's asking you to have abortions and you're okay with it. And like, I don't know, like after the first abortion, like sweetheart, like it should have been a wake up call. Like my dear, my dear, this guy is, okay. Um, let me, let me, let me just try and compose myself here. Okay. Like I was saying, sex is not love. You can't mistake the two. Sex in a relationship doesn't guarantee back. It doesn't guarantee anything. This guy, honey baby, does not love you. Thirdly, right, you need to keep your knickers on. Keep your knickers on. Sex has a way of clouding your judgment. It has a way of preventing you from seeing right from wrong. Do you know what? I don't think you should be in a relationship with this guy. I think that you should ditch him. I think that he has no future with you. You're 20. At the most, you're probably 25. You have your whole life ahead of you. And are you... 
like he doesn't even want to be responsible enough for his actions when you every time you go to the hospital to have this abortion does he even know what what you go through mentally psychologically yet he's ready and willing to sleep with you and not even spend two cities i don't even know how much condom is even 10 cities on a condom and be be responsible my dear my dear my dear my dear okay let me calm down get out of the relationship now you've woken up you're able to smell <coughs> you know exactly what you don't want my dear i don't think this guy loves you if he loved you right he wouldn't even be impregnating you and asking you to abort the babies the baby and he has no intention whatsoever of even putting some kind of value on you on marrying you he's not going to marry you he's going to keep having sex with him with you because you're allowing him to do you know what can you put some bat on your downstairs on your entire body like some value added tax on yourself a premium on yourself huh you know maybe you don't know maybe maybe um i'm sitting here and i'm blabbing and i'm, I'm expecting you to know so this is what i'll do moving on break up with him moving on you know what invest in yourself self love is a beautiful amazing thing love yourself take time away from this chaotic relationship when you're moving on find somebody who loves you for you listen when somebody loves you him they're in a hurry they don't want to waste time they don't spend 10 years going out with you and wasting your time they decide that you are what they want then they marry you then they get you pregnant then they actually do what is right and have naming ceremonies how many abortions are you going to have what's going to be left with your husband when he finally comes around okay like sweetheart please it's not right it should not be happening so get out of it as soon as possible and sweetheart this is not love and the fact that you actually said that immediately you saw him you knew he was the kind of guy who would definitely break your virginity like what like what did he say to you like no 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 i know people who's who who's who've given away their virginity and they didn't even marry the person when the person even decided to bring engagement stuff to parents they didn't marry them it doesn't guarantee jack he's using you by the time you realize you're 30 years old you have no womb you have no love obey chin cham you know what chin cham is you will become yucky like your entire life will be a mess don't do that he's not worth it okay please he's definitely not worth it i beg you move on with your life try and you know and sex is funny him sex has a way of tying you down to people like like i said last time it has a way of soul getting you intertwined your soul intertwined you need a way to just disconnect from this guy block him i don't know whether you're financial the guy when i even i'm actually thinking about it financially cry like what support does he even give you i don't think he should be in a relationship i'll keep it short i don't think he should be in that kind of relationship it's mm-hmm. toxic it's not going to take you anywhere and it's nonsense Right. Please, I beg you, Jano Manenko. This one party, don't waste time. Huh? I- I'm done. Oh, already. I knew you were going to be worked up like that. That's why I came to you first. Uh Rosina, <laughs> <laughs> talk to me. What are you thinking? So, my simple take on this. I don't I don't want to take the message from the beginning or from the end or from the middle because you see she she's in her early 20s and which means for me what screams out at me is vulnerability. Normally when you're at that stage, especially when you have a boyfriend who is way out of school, you know how when we were in JSS, we used to see those national service people as way older than us, only for us to find out that we all ended up in the same university. So I'm sure at 18, she saw a middle-aged um, man, middle 30s man as, oh, this is a very grown man and everything. And when she says that she knew that this is the man who would break her virginity, what it means is that she knew that this is the person I wanted to spend my life with. As in that is how hard she felt for him. But you see my girl, a man if the man was also maybe early 20s, I'd have said that or oh, maybe they were both exploring and everything. But a man who is in the mid 30s knows exactly what he wants. He knows exactly what he wants. 
And he's managed to take your virginity away. And I like the way you put it, that you gave it to him or you allowed him to take it. So which means that it was a decision you came to. So that was the first mistake you did. Because like um, Olivia said, normally when you have sex with somebody, what happens is that it clouds your judgment. You can't see the other wrong things because you're giving out your body, you're giving up your soul, you're giving up everything to the person. So you realize that when you are leaving, you feel like a part of you is still there. However, when you're not sexually involved with the person, you realize that you can just up, pick your bag and go like, you know what, I can't stand this thing and I'm gone. And even though, and then, then you, the lady, you can even probably say, oh, she, he was my ex, but you know, nothing ever happened. You, you can even flex with it, you know what I mean? Because you know that you can just get up and walk. But when you know that you're giving yourself to the person, it's difficult. So I can understand the dilemma she's in. But you see, you guys are acting like my couples. Are you professional actors and actresses? Like, see, why are you acting like married couples? Be married couples or don't be it. And you see, once a relationship goes beyond a certain number of years, you should know where you are heading. Now, for a man who is in his late 30s, approaching 40, he says he doesn't know his left from his right. Charlie, where are you going? Where are you going? The guy in his late 40s, he can't, he can't make money for himself. He's still doing no quick bitch here, bitch. I can't do quick bitch here, bitch. Charlie, Charlie, I mean, really? Really? I mean, I mean, where are you going? You understand? Now, let's say because of the love he has for you, the love you also share with him, he's for five years, five solid years. He can't even be bold enough to mortgage his face for you. No, like he can't even take his face and go and show your family, okay, I'm the man behind your daughter. Maybe things are not working out well now. Maybe hopefully soon things will work out. Like he just can't be anything for you. And you claim that you know he loves you. I don't know what love you claim that he loves. I don't know what the definition of love is. But you see, love truly is a feeling, but that feeling has to be manifest practically. So you can't use your mouth to say, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. But you need to practically show that love. And practically showing that love is more than being intimate in bed. It involves a lot of sacrifice. It involves a lot of commitment. It involves a lot of respect. It involves a lot of being in the person's shoes. If you were his younger sister and some man had kept you in his house for five years or has kept you between his legs for five years, can't work, doesn't know how to earn money and says that, oh, I'm even too poor to come home and come introduce myself that I'm the one managing the item. So you too, this guy who is too poor to come and introduce himself, why are you also allowing him to manage the, the, the to, set, to service the item? Like, like what is the deal here? Mm. So me, some of these things, Charlie, let's, let's be frank. These are the kind of relationships that in the name of those butterflies, eh, you force yourself to still be with the, the person. The next thing you know, you two are also 35 damaged emotionally very very damaged and then if somebody is even lucky or if you are lucky to have somebody who values you for you you realize that the kind of damage that has been caused over the years is so difficult to come back from see i know people who have been in long-term relationships the men never loved them they never wanted to be with them but for that period that was their option so they will fight they'll come back they'll do things they'll come back and then the girl thinks that oh i'll try everything we come back we come back and all those things then eventually the men will leave them and then you go into perpetual depression. You can't even survive without them. You don't even know how to live without them because if at, at, as a teenager, it means that your life, the things you like are probably what the man likes. What you think is good is what the man thinks is good because those are the... Your, like, oh, my dear, <laughs> the, the guy doesn't love you. See, the guy doesn't love you. See, for the, no, not for the first time. I agree with Olivia. I mostly agree with her sometimes, most times. Those niggas pull it up, <laughs> put a belt on it, get a padlock, not not the one with the key, because the one with the key sometimes you can just break it open. Me, I know how to, I can do it. Mm. So get a padlock that has some coding, some security coding, eh? Put that padlock on and pack your things and leave his place as fast as you can and make sure that you never pick any call from him again. He's not worth it. It's gonna be difficult, but you see, sometimes you need to go through this difficult phase to avoid more heartache and pain in the future. Trust me, this man isn't taking you anywhere. 40 years, ugh, even his face is not good enough to mention. Because, see, not everybody marries because of money and status and everything. If he truly loves you, he should be able to at least go home with you. And people should, okay, this is the man that I've been with for, for the past five years. I'm not about two months, I'm not about one month, five years. 
oh my dear no nah. mm. well said it's, it's not yeah well i'm sorry i got emotional usually no it's, yeah. it's understandable hmm. let me come in studio sassy <laughs> talk to me Shelley. this girl needs i mean work on her um on her sense of self-worth has to be done mm. because if you are saying that you are acting like you are married so because of that you are obliged to give him sex mm. so like <laughs> at 18 or i mean from whatever age you met him it's obvious that you hadn't really discovered yourself like to know what you want out of life so like he he caught you young and it's like right now he's molding you into this person he wants you to be mm -hmm. you are just convenience he can get sex from you so he comes to you whenever he wants to to get the sex from you that is all you are good for mm. for him to tell you that he um, um his family will be disappointed when they get to know that he has impregnated you your family will not be disappointed in you <laughs> You're also from a family. So definitely your family will also be disappointed when they find this out. Five years worth of abortion. What will be left mm. when your actual you husband... Yeah. Because like Rosina rightly said, a man that age knows exactly what he wants. He knows exactly what he wants. See, your money does not show whether your uh, does not does not um, define your responsibility. Mm. If you are irresponsible, you are irresponsible, no matter how much money you have. So for him to um, um, have that mind that when you get pregnant, you have to abort it every time. Abort. For someone that you love, you'd want to put the person through that kind of danger. Every single time. Every single time. Mm. It's been five years. So you can imagine the number of times she has gotten pregnant. So you, you are saying that this man loves you, but he wants you to go under the knife or whatever pill you are inserting up there or down there okay down up <laughs> yes <laughs> okay mm. and you are you are hemorrhaging and damaging your womb in the process then he will leave you and go and marry somebody else mm. then you are damaged so she needs to redefine what love is rediscover herself because this is not who she is it's bad enough that it has gotten to this point, but she needs to make a clean break. This is not the kind... You are too young to start life like this mm. and allow men to use you like that. So please, make a clean break. Pack your things and leave. If you are living with him, I mean, you are acting like you are married, so obviously you are staying in this house and all that. So that brings into question what kind of home she's coming from. Yeah. I'm sure probably, I stand corrected, but probably that home that maybe they got the free will to do whatever they wanted to do, maybe a broken home, maybe a single parent, but there's something that is not going well from the home. And that has allowed this to happen. So um, she needs to run away from this man as fast as possible because she, I mean, the man does not love you, obviously, because he's willing to put you in danger every single time for five years, mm. saying that his family will be disappointed. Right. Like, Charlie. Uh, so, um, dear lady, now from Cape Coast, I mean, you've heard what my sisters have said, and they've been really, 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 really emotional about this because for us, it's from where we sit, it's very clear that you have no clue what's going on. Like, you, you don't actually have a proper appreciation of the situation you're in. This guy, this is not love. I could tell you that for a fact. It's not love. He's just using you because he has you and he has access to you 247. What's sad is the fact that you feel like you have no choice but to let him have his way with you and unprotected. Let's say you were naive and stupid, right? Early on in your relationship. But after you got pregnant the first time and he refused to keep it and made you have an abortion, that's when you should have, you know, put some sense in your head and said, hmm, what's going on here? Something does not add up. You're writing to us telling us you're losing interest. I'm happy to hear that. L lose it quicker, right? Because where you're at is shaky ground, seriously shaky. This guy has no proper plans for you. Not only is he... 
uh, I mean, like, is he a, 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 a lazy? I mean, he, he doesn't love you. This, it's so clear to all of us. Reason why we're all, you know, riled up. Okay, so young lady, take your life back into your hands. Leave the man, find, I don't know what you're doing, whether you're still in school or, you know, but learn a trade, do something, go back to school if you have the means and, and improve yourself. You will get a man who will love you for you and, and who will take responsibility if he gets you pregnant. Not cower and hide behind all sorts of excuses. He, you know, he knows he's unemployed and he gets you pregnant every time. Uh, that's no man you should spend the rest of your life with. So a word to the wise, uh, someone will say he's in the north. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, I don't know if we have enough time here. Uh, maybe we should try and get into one last message. Okay, let's go for a quick break, my producer says. We'll be right back. Yes, and we are at the end of today's show. Just like that. Yeah, time's up. I didn't even notice that all the time was gone. But yeah, it's been great. Um, ladies, thank you very much for your time, as always. Ceci, Rosina, Olivia, we'll catch you ladies again soon on the show. And um, of course, to those of you who tune in every single time, we appreciate your audience as well on City FM, on City TV. You know, keep your, your dial on this station. Uh, we bring you the best programming you'll find in the country yet. The show's brought to you by Vodafone and also Good Day Energy Drink. Thank you very much, our sponsors, for doing it once again. My name is Jessica. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>